You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 27. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And uh, we realized that we're a couple of days behind our usual, like, weekly schedule, but. Um, we're going to move ahead and uh, talk about a couple of things that happened within, I'd say, the past week or so. Um, first, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Netflix and some of their uh, Marvel properties. Uh, second, we're going to talk about uh, Marvel and some adjustments they made um, to Infinity War. Um, and finally, we're going to talk a little bit about the company that is, or that has made um, the worldwide sensation app Pokemon Go and um, what their future plans are beyond that game um, so first up uh, mainly having to do with Netflix and this is uh, something we found on Yahoo is that um, Daredevil and Jessica Jones um, may not be returning to Netflix until at least 2018 which is a huge bummer it's lame. Because, I mean, Daredevil season two was fucking amazing. I mean, we went through that season, like, in what, a day or two? I mean, like, we really watched the shit out of that show. The definition of binge-watching right there. Yeah, um, I mean, season two of Daredevil was absolutely amazing. Fantastic follow-up. I mean, obviously, it introduces, uh, you know, it introduces the Punisher, and it and introduces, uh, Electra, um, they, you know, Punisher, I think, being the standout character that's being introduced. And initially, we'd speculated that, you know, obviously, we hoped that Netflix would do a standalone Punisher series. And, um, you know, then we confirmed later that um, that's exactly what Netflix, Netflix had planned to do a lot sooner than we thought. And um, so, as it stands right now, the reason being, or it sounds like the reason is, is that uh, Luke Cage... Um, is getting its own uh luke cage is obviously he has a show coming out soon and the release date on that let me see i have it here right in front of me i think is september 30th and so luke cage is a spinoff of a character that was in the jessica jones um season and so now luke cage uh has his own standalone show that's coming out in shit a month so uh you know, so you have his show coming out, and then there's also plans for uh, the release of Iron Fist and the Defenders. The thing is, though, is it seems as though um, Iron Fist, which should be coming out first, is going to be coming out sometime in 2017, um, as well as the Defenders. All we know is that they're going to be out sometime in 2017 with no exact release dates, but with, uh, you know, basically Luke Cage... Um, you know, getting released uh, within a month's time, and then obviously Iron Fist uh, following up sometime at, sometime in 2017, and then with uh, the Defenders as well. Um, you know, that pretty much means that there's a good possibility that we're not going to see um, Daredevil or Jessica Jones until until those shows have uh, either wrapped or you know been introduced. Um, you know why that is I'm not 100% sure on why they would want to uh, you know basically hold back on those on those properties but uh, you know it seems like 
you know, that's pretty much a case, you know, the case according to, um, you know, according to the Netflix folks, and they, it already confirmed that they're releasing the, um, the standalone Punisher series, but as far as when that's coming out, there's, like, no possible release date, like, there's absolutely nothing to say exactly when that is, I mean, at least, like, with Iron Fist and the Defenders, we know we're going to see them in 2017, but we don't even know when we can expect to see um, the the Punisher standalone. And pretty much, they're unwilling to provide like any sort of you know release date for that. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of crappy news because in my mind, when I thought that they were going to do you know the standalone Nick uh, Luke Cage. And when they were going to do the standalone, um, and they were going to do, uh, God damn it, the Defenders and Iron Fist, I just thought that there was going to be, like, a shitload of Marvel shows on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, I just assumed that there was just going to be a crap ton of shows to binge watch, like, more or less at the same time or, like, within months of each other. I didn't, I didn't think that they would be like, okay, well, you know, we've had these shows, so we're going to hold these off a little bit so that we can introduce these. And then after these end, then we're going to pull those off. And then presumably, you know, obviously they should be finished with like production of like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And then basically, poom, you know, move those back in while, you know, the other shows are reloading or, you know, shooting new seasons. I mean, I guess it makes sense from like, I don't mean like logistically because, you know, they can kind of start production on these other shows while these other shows are sitting as placeholders in this they already filmed or started filming the second season of Jessica Jones they did that a while ago right but why they would hold it back doesn't make sense well I read an article where they didn't want to oversaturate it which is why they're releasing them basically like two at a time like Noah's Ark you know yeah um but I think it's dumb that they're making us wait so long. That's a long time. People are going to lose interest. I I don't think her fan base is going to be there when they finally decide to bring it back. What they should have done was kind of pair it up. You know, bring hers with Luke Cage and then put the Punisher with the new Daredevil. And then these new ones, they could have just tossed them in later. Right. I think. I mean, and see... The thing is, is okay. They're introducing Luke Cage, so then by the time this one ends, we can ex- we can expect to see these other two movies getting introduced in twenty or not in these other movies, but these other shows, Iron Fist and the Defenders, you know, get introduced in twenty seventeen, and presumably by the time those end, you know, we're going to see Daredevil, um, you know, perhaps Punisher, and then maybe even um, you know Jessica Jones, you know, then come back in. Um, you know, obviously it does make sense that you would want to pair the spin-offs with like the parent show at the same time though you know maybe not so much only reason being is because if you're already watching this one universe and then you're watching a show completely unrelated based on the same universe they'd have to be like real super hand in hand with like what's going on in each show and they wouldn't be able to like you know move ahead in terms of like it, it would be too I don't know, they would have to be, like, too intertwined if both shows were airing at the same time. So I could see maybe, like, having Daredevil and Jessica Jones, right, together. And then, obviously, you move on to, like, the next pair of shows. 
and then it would be like Punisher and Luke Cage because you're still getting a little bit of Jessica Jones, you're still getting a little bit of Daredevil, but you're getting it and you know from a different perspective and you might even get, you know, the cameos from the other characters, so in a way you're kind of like not having to wait so long for the next season of the of the, you know, of the like the parent show, you know, before, you know, going back to it. So like that seems to make sense to me. Obviously, you kind of would want to maybe throw in Iron Fist or throw in the Guardians somewhere in there. Like, I don't even think it would be oversaturated with, like, three shows. Like, three shows to me doesn't seem like it would be that oversaturated. I mean, I guess now in hindsight, when you're saying that, like, five shows, yeah, obviously it would be oversaturation. But, like, I could see maybe them adding, like, Iron Fist or the Guardians into the mix with the other two established shows. And then, you know, going... You know, going from there and, and seeing which ones sink or swim, you know, because obviously, obviously they're not really obligated to, you know, to continue, you know, with the show if it just doesn't do well. But, you know, it seems to me that they would because Netflix has been pretty good as far as track records go on, you know, their production quality of all the shows that they do. I mean, does that make sense? I mean, or do you think they're going to kind of, I mean, it seems as though they're sticking to a two show formula. It does seem though like they're really withholding it quite a bit. I mean, because you're talking about a year and a half, potentially, for Jessica Jones, even after, like, the huge... I mean, how well-received the show was. I completely agree that, you know, people that are a fan of this show are going to be thinking, okay, yeah, I'm just going to find something else. I'm not saying they wouldn't watch it, but they could forget. And, And, you know, people have a very short short memory you know they forget you know major you know shit i mean people forget major terrorist attacks that happen after like three months <laughs> you know you're talking about a fucking television show that's you know going on a hiatus for a year and a half that's uh quite a bit of time i mean something else can come along or you know something more interesting can come along i don't i don't know um uh, i mean maybe it's just that they just have so many of these properties and they're developing so many of them they just really don't know what to do with them they don't know if they'll actually like oversaturate their market to a point where people become disinterested and because they don't know they might just kind of like ease people into it or you know maybe add another show to see what happens it seems like you know just just assuming that people are going to hate having a lot of shows to watch is kind of dumb I mean because you think about how many people just like binge watch a show they find a show and they binge watch it. Like to kind of withhold that much content just seems ridiculous. Just like, um, you know, I mean, trying not to go too off topic, but um, we started watching this show. Uh, is it Strange Things? Stranger Stra- Things. Stranger Things. Now, this was the show that I'd heard from other people were like, "Oh my god, this shit's so good! It's like the Goonies, and it's got a lot of '80s throwbacks, and it's funny, and it's also very suspenseful, and it's just an all-around great show." And if you like the 80s kind of stuff, then you're totally going to dig this, especially if you like Goonies. And, um, you know, Amanda wanted to watch it, and I was just like, all right, cool, let's watch this. You know, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd heard good things about it. We watched that mo- We watched the whole fucking show in like a day, didn't we? It was like a day or two? Two days. Uh, I mean, it was mainly because, like, we were watching a couple of episodes, like, after, we, after I get off of work. And so we watched it over a two-day period. That was an excellent show. But I'm saying, if there were other shows like Strange Things, I mean, not necessarily exactly the same, 
but like it, it would suck. Like if we knew that we were gonna have to wait a year, year and a half for a show that might be sort of like Strange Things, Stranger but things. Stranger Things, but basically Netflix, Netflix be holding it back just because they're assuming that their target market isn't gonna like it because there's too much. To me, it just seems like it's just put it out there. I mean, that's what makes Netflix so great. That's why people have it. That's why a lot of people have it is because you can just find a good show and then just watch like 20 episodes of it. Like, that's the whole point. Because if, if they're releasing two shows in in like a season or whatever, you know, before they start releasing these other shows, to me, it's just kind of like, okay, well... You put those two shows out, but how long is it really going to take people to get through those two seasons? Like, I mean, even for a slow binge watcher, like, what, a week? Yeah. Like, two, three days, if you're watching a couple episodes? And then what, another year waiting? It just seems, it doesn't seem like it's very well thought out. Like, I don't think they realize how many people just kind of binge watch these shows. Um... I mean, maybe if, I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense from, like, a broadcast network station to be doing something like that, but not Netflix. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe they'll kind of do, like, a three, at least three shows at once or something. I mean, cross our fingers and hope. Um, moving on from that, uh, Marvel is basically made a change to their plans for their upcoming movie, Infinity War. Um, which is going to be released on May 4th, 2018. And so um, with the Infinity War um, movie, it, it seemed that they were going to do what every other freaking um, movie studio does and is like super fucking annoying is they, you know, basically take like a really highly anticipated title and try to make it into two parts or like basically, you know, what movie studios do when there's a trilogy Instead of making the third movie just one movie, like it would be in a, like it would be in like a series of books or whatever, and basically break it into two parts so they can just milk the fucking movie, um, and so it seemed like that's what they were gonna do with Infinity War, um, but then they went back on it and uh, are basically going to make Infinity War one movie now, and uh, the thing is, is even though they decided not to make what was supposed to be a second part of Infinity War, um, it's basically just an untitled Avengers movie now. Uh, and they basically still have the placeholder date in place for like when they plan to release this movie. Um, the second portion of Infinity War wasn't supposed to release until May 3rd, 2019, exactly a year after the Infinity War movie. Um... You know, basically, speculation is that now there's a good chance that there's going to be some shit that's going to go down in um, in the Infinity War movie that is basically going to potentially change um, the Marvel Universe as we know it as far as theatrically. Uh, mainly, the assumption is, is that with a lot of these phases that have been going on in comics... And with a lot of changes that we've been seeing from a lot of our beloved characters, you know, a lot of these characters are actually, you know, on screen, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, you know, that there's a good possibility that um, we're going to see these changes happen on screen. 
you know, so when we talked about, uh, like, uh, um, Jesus, basically, uh, God damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm losing, uh, losing my mindset on names, but basically like how Riri Williams, um, you know, everybody thought that she was going to be Iron Man because of stuff that, uh, um, happened in the Civil War comics is that, you know, instead she's actually going to be taking the helm of Iron Man. And so now there's speculation. It's like, okay, what exactly may happen? You in... said Iron Man twice. Did I say Iron Man twice? Yeah. Everyone thought she was going to be War... Isn't it War yeah, Machine? Yeah, I meant War Machine. Jeez. Well, thanks. So, yeah. I, you know, people had assumed that Riri Williams was going to be War Machine. But then, you know, you find out in um, Civil War that you know, obviously something not so great happens to War Machine and the assumption is is that she's going to step into that role but then we find out that Reba Williams is actually going to be taking the helm of Iron Man and so um you know now that's how the that's how the comics are going to be in that in the you know in the universe well now it's like okay well what exactly is going to happen in Infinity War that might actually kind of make this transition you know I mean there's a good potential that you know we could see basically Robert Downey Jr. recast um or you know basically Iron Man recast to be this Riri Williams character this Riri Williams character instead of uh instead of Robert Downey Jr. and I mean maybe Robert Downey Jr. still makes an appearance or a cameo in the movie you know but ultimately it it you know there's you know there's a possibility depending on what happens in Infinity War that you know we may not see Robert Downey Jr. in that in that role you know that role that we've seen him in for several movies now and you know the same would go for obviously chris hemsworth playing thor because we know that uh was it natalie portman's character what's her name jane Jane foster Foster, that you know jane foster you know eventually becomes lady thor so um you know will they make all these transitions at one time probably not because i think that might be a little bit of a shock but you know who knows? You know, are they going to make the change to Thor? Are they going to make the change to Iron Man? Um, you know, are they going to make the change to Captain America? You know, what about what about uh, Hulk? You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on in the comics that you know obviously can drastically affect the movies if uh, you know some of this stuff starts to get integrated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So. Um, I mean, is there anything that you would rather see, like, movie-wise, in terms of, like, <laughs> what you'd be less upset about happening, or, like, you know, like, you know, be... I mean, because ultimately, some of this stuff is going to happen in the movies, but, I mean, what would you expect? I don't think there's anything I'd be less upset about. I don't know. I'm just ready to see what they're going to do, I guess. I mean... The comics have been written, so if they're going to follow them, it'd just be interesting to see how they cast them, what they're going to do with it. I mean, yeah, I mean, because it's bound to happen. I mean, at this point, another question that, you know, that gets raised is that, okay, you know, a lot of these um, actors are basically, they only, I mean, they only have so many movies left in them, and right now... You know, it seems as though there might be a lot of contract negotiations coming up in terms of what happens beyond Infinity War. 
And so, you know, as there might be people that aren't necessarily willing to come back for the money they're getting and are obviously going to want a huge pay bump because ultimately it's going to come down to money. They may not necessarily want to play the character anymore because they've already been doing it for a long time, but obviously if the money's right, they'll probably come back and play that character until they're 80. You know, but you got to keep mm-hmm. paying them more money, you know, obviously to keep them, you know, to keep them happy. And so, you know, whereas, you know, some contracts might run out during that time period and, and depending on what, you know, the storyline is for like Infinity War in terms of what happened to the characters, you know, that might be a good transition period to say, okay, well, we're not going to pay you Infinity Dollars anymore, you know, and, a, you know, and, a, and a, you know, a percentage of, you know, sales, we're going to recast you guys' characters now and, you know, go with, uh, you know, these new new stars in the comics and, you know, see where that takes us. These new kids we can get for cheap. Exactly. I mean, you're going to recast a couple of characters that, you know, I mean, these are going to be hungry young actors that, you know, probably do have some, uh, you know, good talent as up-and-comers and, you know, they're going to get place in these uh, Marvel roles to see if they, you know, sink or swim. I mean, it... I don't really think that Marvel's going to cast anybody that is going to be garbage because, I mean, realistically, they haven't really cast anybody poorly, you know, since Marvel's, you know, started to integrate all these movies into their MCU. I mean, obviously, out of everything, like, we've only seen one recast that is like, well, actually, I take that back. You know, there was the, you know, obviously, there was the notable recast with uh, um, The Incredible Hulk, played by Edward Norton, which is... uh, now, um, names eluding me, Amanda. Mark Ruffalo. With okay, so now, so now he's the Incredible Hulk. You know, obviously another, another big one was uh, Terrence Howard in the, you know, the first Iron Man. You know, he thought that he was going to come back as uh, the War Machine, and then it ends up being Don Cheadle. You know, so those are like some you know pretty significant characters that ended up you know getting recast in the, in the middle of, you know, the movies uh, being made. Um, but I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't think that Marvel's just going to be like, all right, now all the new characters, you know, and just kind of throw them <laughs> out there. You know, I could see them maybe, I could see potentially maybe even a transition being made in Infinity War for like one character. So you're like, oh shit, yeah, you're definitely going to see that one in the next one. You know, but then they might even do like one of those teaser trailers, you know, at the end of the credits where you're like, oh fuck, so and so is going to be this now too. And so then, you know, then you might see, like, another one get introduced on the second Avengers movie and then even transition into another one. Maybe. You know, just, like, you know, little trickles instead of just, like, boom! So, I don't know. I mean, it seems as though they're going to try to keep the same timetable. They might just be going a different direction on what they want to do with uh, these, you know, these uh, movies. So, we'll find out. I mean, there's still plenty of time. I mean, shit, we're only... uh, Shit, I mean, we're fucking in August of 2016. We're talking about movies that don't have release dates until 2018 and 2019, respectively. So, I mean, there's plenty of time for them to, you know, figure out what they're going to do. So, um, for our last topic, uh, we're going to talk about, um, and forgive me if I say this wrong, but it's Niantic, which is... 
the developer that makes uh, Pokemon Go, um, they basically talked about, um, due to popular demand, that they are going to start development of a Harry Potter-based version of Pokemon Go. Um, and, you know, it seems as that it's going to be pretty ambitious, and obviously it's going to, I mean, it's going to be like Pokemon Go, where obviously you're going to be outdoors and doing all kinds of stuff, and, you know, they're going to integrate some of the stuff that you see in Pokemon Go into um, the Harry Potter, their Harry Potter version of this game. Um, basically, instead of capturing gems and trading Pokemon, uh, you'll basically be able to uh, manage schools of wizardry that are going to be scattered over the real world, um, potentially complete quests, acquire new spells, and engage in large-scale magical combat with rival factions. Now, when I read that, I wonder how exactly that is. Like, are we talking about, like, say, meeting at a school, you know, and your your wizard stats are going to fight somebody else's wizard stats? Or are you going to be able to say, you know, obviously, if, like, let's say you have your app open and somebody else has their app open, they'll be able to show up, like, on a GPS map, like, as a different school, and then you'll be able to click on them and just go to a direct battle? I mean, could you imagine how fucking crazy that would be? Like, that'd be fucking cool. Well, the schools would probably be what the Poke gems are. Right, but I'm you saying... you would fight your pets. No, but I'm saying, I mean, I'm saying how cool would it be to not be just like Pokemon Go, but to to do something as different as, like, being able to see people that are on your team, like, on the map that are, like, part of your gym playing... You know, and seeing, like, rival school people, you know, from other schools on this map. And as opposed to having to travel all the way to a specific gym to be able to battle people directly. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? And the reason I say that is because we've read other stories where Pokemon, like, you know, people that want to play Pokemon Go weren't necessarily having as much fun as people that live in cities like us. Where there's shit tons of fucking Pokemon stops here at the local college and downtown and all these other places. They're spread out everywhere. You know, and people that live in, like, some other place in, like, Idaho, you know, they might only have a couple of Poke stops here and there. And, you know, because there's not a bunch of gyms around or there's not all these Poke stops around, that basically they don't have the means to just be able to play this game for free like a city-goer would. Um, you know, and they're basically having to pay shit tons of money to buy pokeballs and to buy these things that we can easily get from just farming pokestops i mean it would be cool to be able to play directly against other people as opposed to having to drive out of the way to a gym or you know go look for a gym i mean in our city obviously it's not a problem and i'm not saying it's a problem for us you know but it would solve some issues that people have that don't necessarily live in a big city i mean do you see really any downsides of that or because I, mean, I don't know how how possible that is. I just think that it would be a good idea. What's your thought? I see how people would want that. Um, but then I get a lot of people complaining about their privacy, too. You know, maybe they don't want to show up on someone else's map 
and be clickable to fight like but at the same time like you know as, as far as your location showing up nobody's gonna know it's you not unless you're a retard and you're using your real name you know but you know you're I mean you're using an alternate username and the thing is is if you don't want to play a game like that and you're worried about privacy then don't download it I mean you're not nobody's telling you that you have to play the game I mean the thing is is you know like with any game with any piece of software you buy anything you've ever uploaded on your computer or otherwise whenever you get these programs and you download them onto a computer you download them onto your phone you're immediately accepting accepting the terms of service or the agreements you know with these companies and you're basically saying that you're okay with abiding by the policies that are set forth by the by the um, the people that develop the software and that you're agreeing to that because you're using it obviously if you don't agree to it they're not gonna let you install it and so it's up to you whether or not you actually really want to play or use a piece of software or whether you don't and so if you download that game because you want to participate in it you basically aren't allowed to be pissed about you know whatever fucking privileges you're giving away and if you have a problem with it then uninstall it like remember early on when it's like oh you know basically the the um developers you know were able to get into your gmail and do all this stuff you know apparently all of that was a mistake and they corrected it but like how many people agreed to that and then got mad right but that's what i'm saying how can, how can you get mad if you agreed to it? Obviously, you didn't read it. You didn't look into it. You just brick and pressed accept, accept. Well, whose problem is that? That's not anybody else's problem but theirs because they clicked accept. It's your responsibility as an adult to look into what you're accepting. You know, you wouldn't engage in an agreement before something took place with somebody in person. It's not just adults that's playing the game. Right, but again, doesn't that go back to an adult? If you're letting a juvenile you know use a phone or use a tablet obviously there needs to be parental controls on there if you don't want your son or daughter downloading something that they're not supposed to without your permission if you have your if you have your parental control set up correctly that's not going to happen you know and obviously you know you should you know be checking up on what your kids are doing on those devices to make sure they're not doing anything they're not supposed to you know so i mean it still comes back to parents ultimately i mean that's just my opinion i mean people need to be able to read what it is um you know that they're agreeing to and like how could somebody really get mad if they agreed to it um i mean because the i mean the, the developer okay like with pokemon go like it's already access it's already accessing your gps obviously without accessing your gps i mean the game's not possible you cannot play the game without the gps you know so if people are like oh my privacy people can know where i am well, fuck, you want to play a game that, you know, is, um, you know, like this, you know, little alternate reality on the screen, you know, and to do that, and obviously to, you know, see where you're going on the map, you know, the game has to know what your location is so they can, you know, confirm that you're moving along in the world, you know, and so without GPS, I mean, that's kind of a problem, you know, so how can you be like, oh, I want to play this game, but, you know, the main pivotal point that's going to, you know, make the game possible, I don't want to agree to that. You know, it's like, no, slap yourself and go home and uninstall. I mean, I mean, Harry Potter is going to be just like Pokemon Go, probably with, you know, a couple of different changes like I'd read. 
I'm just speculating, or I'd hope that they would do something a little different. I mean, who really wants to see a carbon copy of Pokemon Go? Oh, look, I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to try to find these spells, or, you know, or find these things laying around that are going to help me make magic potions and stuff. I mean, basically, it's going to be just like Pokemon Go. I mean, if people go for that and it's just a, like a literal skin change, then it's just like, just hit yourself in the head with a hammer repeatedly because... Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, at least change, like, the methodology of what makes the game. And, yeah, like, you should fix Pokemon Go before they make a new app. Anyways. You know, I haven't been playing it within, like, the past, I'd say, a week or two. Uh, I take that back. When I went and watched The Killing Joke, I caught, the, I caught Pikachu. But since, since I caught Pikachu, I basically retired. I haven't played since we fucking... I haven't, I haven't played since I caught Pikachu, but, I mean, realistically, it's just, you know, I, I would hope that they would just do something a little bit different. Like, I don't want to see the exact same crap that's just renamed and reskinned. Um, so, you know, as far as the statement goes, when, um, you know, some of these uh, people were, uh, you know, pressed for details, um, one of the developers, a senior developer named Marcus Figueroa, said uh, that they'd acquired rights to the app, or for the app, and uh, the demand for the title was absolutely insane, so they figured they'd give it a shot. Um, They said if they were lucky, they'd be able to launch the game by early 2017, um, but it was going to be hard to tell so early in the project. And uh, when when he was pressed for details, Figueroa said um, that he wanted to do something um, with schools of witchcraft and wizardry, uh, wizardry similar to, uh, um, you know, Pokestops and Pokemon Go, and, um, you know, as well, but adding a quest system and possibly a large-scale, um, you know, completely interactive events, but they don't, they're not making any promises on what it is they're going to do, and, you know, I think, you know, interactive events, you know, that take place where there's, like, actively shit going on. Because, yeah, Pokemon Go brings people together and that, like, you know, people show up in public places and they're all like, oh, where's where's this pet at? Or, you know, where's a good place to go for this or that? You know, and people are talking to each other. That's all good and great. But, I mean, what if you were able to show up and as opposed to just, like, you know, individually attacking a gym to try to, like, knock off pets... If you were able to show up at a specific location and actually actively participate and even coordinate with some of the people that are in your faction in order to complete a task in the game as it's happening, that would be fucking cool. That's truly interactive because not only are you getting out and talking with people, but you're actually coordinating with these other players to complete objectives, which I think would be absolutely amazing because I mean in a way and this is just a loose comparison but when you play World of Warcraft you're either Horde or you're Alliance and obviously when you play a game um, you know a massive multiplayer online game like that um, you know and there's tasks in a game like well, let's say you're trying to do a world boss for loot you kind of have to you know work together in terms of, you know, maybe having somebody that doesn't have shit gear and has, um, you know, high health in order to 
you know, tank the world boss and then have people heal, you know, this tank and have high DPS and, you know, constantly be working and trying to get other players attracted over there to get the world boss down. You know, that is kind of what brings people together, like, you know, as a community and being proud of their faction and, you know, doing those, you know, doing those kind of things, like, as a team, like, even when you're talking about, like, battlegrounds and that kind of stuff. And so, if a game like this was able to in- introduce that kind of system and as far as like helping each other complete tasks as they're occurring and you might quests. Well go play WoW then because most phone games aren't meant to be that complex it's just a simple time killer game it's not a full-fledged video game but wouldn't it be groundbreaking if they could do that I mean, I know right Without now... Without sucking the life time, out of your battery. But I, yeah, I'm saying, but I know right now it's like just time killer games or just meant to be stupid little Taskmaster games. I mean, what if a company was able to do something that out of the box in terms of what you expect from a fucking phone game? Being able to play a game that complex on a moment's notice by just opening up that window on your phone and being able to see people around you that are also playing that game and be able to do something as cool as that for those players that maybe are broke. They can't afford a $900, $1,500, $3,000 rig to play an online game and have, you know, a high-end computer. But they or, can afford that $600 iPhone. You know what? I mean, how many, how many people are out there that, you know, are poor for all intents and purposes? They're fucking poor. They don't have a PS4, they don't have an Xbox One, they don't have a fucking gaming system with a dedicated video card, but they do have a good phone. Because obviously everybody everybody these days has a fucking phone, and most people these days don't even have a landline. They use their phone for everything. It's their computer, it's their fucking phone book, it's their it's their journal, it's all their it's all that stuff. And so obviously people invest in a good phone. And what if you were able to play a game that cool and have access to a game that good on a fucking phone? Like, to me, that's just... The potential is there. And, I mean, whether... I mean, okay, so... It sounds like it would just cause a lot of problems. I mean, look at all the tragedies that this game has caused, and it's, you're, it's not even as complex But that's just as a, you're talking about. And people have neglected their children, have crashed their cars, have walked off cliffs, have been shot because they're trying to rob houses with it. And but that's just a general lack of common sense, though. I mean, And the same thing would happen with this. Hey, let's meet up, and we're going to fight these other people for this loot. And it's going to be like, bitch, you stole my loot, and people are going to fight, and it's going to be the same thing. And if you want to fight other players, and you're going to see their location on their phone... How then much, close your app, and then they won't see you anymore. How much more easier is it going to be to be robbed? I mean, it's the same thing all over again. All you got to do is close the app, and then the GPS goes off. Boom, done. They can't track you. Are you going to be dumb and, like, run off with the app still open? You're like, how are these people chasing me for five blocks? Oh, wait, I didn't turn off my app. Are you really asking that question? Do you know how dumb people are? I know people are stupid, yeah, but I'm saying, if that, that kind easy. of stuff happens, then, like, isn't that Darwin Darwinism at its finest? I mean, honestly, like, do those people really need to be procreating if, like, the, if, if... But they do it. I'm saying, if the simple, the simple thing of playing a fucking video game on a phone can result in somebody's death in a 
serious car crash and all of these other things that you're listing off. Like, do these people really need to have, like, further generations? I mean, as fucked up as that is to say, you know, I'm kind of a fucked up person, <laughs> so I'll say it, is that, really, I mean, I mean, you're really going to just be like, okay, well, we're not going to do this. I mean, this is groundbreaking, and there's huge potential for it, like, as far as, like, you know, people who would want to play something like this. But let's not do it, because there's this 1% of people or this, like, 2% of people that are going to absolutely be fucking retarded. You know, and that's not to insult, like, actually retarded people. I just mean it as, like, you know, actually just these people are morons. Like, you're not going to, you're going to not go any further because of, like, the potential for people to do stupid shit. I mean, there's always potential for people to do stupid shit. I mean, obviously we still make cars. You know, obviously people still drive drunk. People still get in collisions and, you know, I'm just saying that's what people do like i wouldn't wouldn't let those like one or two percent of people like dictate whether or not like something that awesome gets introduced like i said common sense as long as people have common sense all will be right with the world those people if they're not playing that app or that game they're gonna do something else that's stupid they're gonna forget to breathe while they're walking they're not going to watch while they're not going to see that when they're trying to walk through this glass door that there's not actually a door there. You know, those people are still going to do dumb shit. They're still going to walk off cliffs. They're still going to, you know, get hit by cars cuz they don't look both ways. So, with that said, I know you I know you have like, you know, your disagreements, but I don't know. I I, I hope that uh I'm not going to say that I'm going to 100% play the Harry Potter game. Sounds like you are. <laughs> oh, well, if it has some of the shit that I'm hoping it has. If it's a fucking carbon copy of Pokemon Go, I'm not going to play it. What do you think? I mean, are you going to play it? I don't know. Are you telling me you're not going to play it? Depends on how much space I have on my phone. Do you still don't have a fucking card that extends your memory? Or you already fill it up? It doesn't really work that well. <laughs> I know you're gonna play it. I know you will. I, I'm I'm pretty positive. I don't you have will. a lot of space on my phone. Whatever. You just don't want to commit to it because you know that if you do, you say you don't like it and then you go download it, I'm gonna be like, oh, where's episode 27? Where's episode 27? I then, didn't say I didn't like it. I said <laughs> they need to work on Pokemon Go first. I, I agree. It's still a really crappy app as far as if they released it the way that they did, they shouldn't. They should have released it better. I mean, it, it sh- there were a lot of glitches. There's a lot of things that should should have been fixed, still need to be fixed for the app that it is. And they knew it was going to be big. They should have done better. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they knew it was going to be that big. I mean, it's already like the most downloaded app of all time, and they did it in freaking record time, too. So maybe they didn't know it was going to be that popular. I'm sure they knew it was going to be popular, but I mean... I do agree that they still have a lot of glitches they need to work on. I mean, how many times, like, you get to a Pokestop and you can't fucking spin and it tells you to come back later, or you're trying, you do a spin and then, like, nothing actually comes out of it, or, you know, you're you're next to a fucking Pokestop one minute and then somehow you're away from it the next. I mean, someone blame it on your GPS and your phone. Other times it might not necessarily be the case. It could be that, but who knows. But, I mean, yeah, I agree that, you know, they should actually work on, uh, you know, work on their app and get those bugs fixed because it's frustrating a lot of people. But again, first world problems. So, um, you know, with that, uh, 
you know, we're going to call this an episode, episode 27. Um, we will be doing another podcast relatively soon because tonight we're going to be going to um, with basically the premiere in our town for um, Suicide Squad. And so we're going to see that tonight um, at uh, 7 p.m. in IMAX 3D. So that's going to be awesome. And we'll be doing a dedicated um, episode, episode 28, which is going to be a full review of that movie with spoilers and opinions and everything else. So um, thanks for listening to this episode. Check out episode 28, which will be coming out within the next day or so. Uh, if you have any comments, concerns, you can email us at thatconversationalist at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at That Conversationalist um, and uh, at That Con Podcast on Twitter. You can download us or uh, check us out on um, SoundCloud at uh, That Conversationalist, or you can also download us on iTunes at uh, Conversationalist Podcast. So um, thanks for listening. I'm Jesse. This is Amanda. Yay. And have a good day. Bye. Bye.